Raisin Man Arena. I I'm man, I'm manning the control boards. I'm I'm like on the Nebuchadnezzar in in the Matrix, just <laughs> fifteen monitors, each one of them a different and a different image. And Felipe's fed us all our bits and stuff, and he tells us when to speak. I wish he would raise our bits. levels. He sets us yeah. up and then leaves us out there, <laughs> and we had to figure it out for ourselves. No, I I send I send out I send out bits like bottles and like messages inside of bottles out into the ocean, and I hope that you find them. <laughs> and uh, and I don't get I don't get anything back. Oh, what's this sticky note above my computer? Okay, talk in a French accent, <laughs> <laughs> brother. If that was the bit I was feeding you, game over. You know, <laughs> if that was the shit that I was trying to. It was. You guys to do. It was gonna be an accent from like somewhere in the global south, but then I thought, you know, that's not. Uh, I don't want to make a joke, a racist joke, you know. So I just, I made it a French accent. So, it, but it has less teeth. Something. It does have less teeth. Um, we also did accents episode one. I, that was difficult for me, and I don't want to. I don't want to circle back on it. Um, <laughs> something exciting that's happening right now at my apartment, just outside of my window, right here. The backyard is technically not mine i just happen to live in the rear first floor unit so nobody else comes back here though and it's full of my outdoor furniture but just now three people walked out there to hang out and i'm <gasps> so excited that someone the other people are using it um they can probably see me but i'm gonna try not to look out at them so that they feel like i'm not watching them and they're so excited to see that you're doing a podcast yes <laughs> bring them on bring them on the pod Sarah. Window, bring on the pod <laughs> bring them on the pod see what they have to say about living in your building, yeah. your super, your management company, whether they're happy with the rent they're paying. If they're scared to go in the basement. Yeah. Damn, I wish we had an outdoor space, me and Sam. Sarah, when you like get dressed and stuff, do you always close the shades on your No, I only have your um, windows. Like Oh, they're transparent. Yeah, transparent shades. curtains anyway, so it's I'm fully just naked for whoever can see through my my window, yeah. Um, but it is what huh. it is. I, um, I, I don't need to be getting undressed in order to want to throw up the, to throw up my curtain because I have this very intense stand up desk one time and it's got like cables coming out of it and like my, my drawing tablet and these, uh, these teens walked by and they started making, they started roasting me for, for my setup. What? They were like, I could hear them. They were looking into my room and they were being like, yo, yeah. look at this guy. They were making fun I'm of me. I'm afraid that this is a bit oh. and I don't want to step on it, but your windows are so no, blocked not a by chain and wire and caging that I don't see how a teen could see through into anything that was going on. You know, I ask myself <laughs> the same thing every day and yet all you. here I am humiliated. I think it's cool the way you live. And even though it fills you with <laughs> immense shame, yeah. and even though you have a Zoom background to hide whatever's going on in your room, <laughs> I think Yo, it's okay. Yo, look at look at this dude in his little cloister with his uh, with his Post-it notes on the lights. wall. Oh. <laughs> look at this 22. dude in that room that smells like farts, <laughs> and his laundry that he does on the in the bathtub because he's too afraid to go to the laundromat. Uh. That's what they're saying. <laughs> But his animations rock. They can yeah, see what you're drawing. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, on the other on the other hand, his animations rock. Like, yeah, you're right. Maybe we should stop roasting his him. His Instagram stories are really funny. Um Yeah, yeah. And I've been I've been playing the guitar and uh I just get embarrassed if people like walk by and they see me playing the guitar. You play like I just this. weird. 
I do play it like that, and that is certainly embarrassing. Yeah. Also, just playing, simply playing the guitar, that's embarrassing <laughs> enough. It is embarrassing. I don't need anybody to see I remember that. being a freshman in college, and there was a girl, this very, very beautiful woman who, like, it was, like, one of those, like, shows outside where, like, different bands from the college were, like, playing outside, and there was this one girl who was just... She was from France and she was very pretty and she did this like 15 minute set where she was just like singing quietly on a guitar and everybody in the audience was like roasting her behind her back. Saying <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's I, just nice. like, oh, it's lame to be like a pretty girl on a guitar no, and stuff it's like not. that. And I, oh, I thought they were roasting her for being quiet. No, they were roasting. They were like, this is so boring. This is so uninteresting. No. That's evergreen and I was like, to be a pretty girl playing the guitar. How could that be uncool? <laughs> Through all of history, that's been cool. Yeah, well, it was the first time I mem memorably where I like palpably felt I was like, oh, wow, this is this. I'm not supposed to be liking what I'm watching. Even though my, and my yet I do, and yet I'm so drawn. And yet I'm so drawn to this woman. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with this? And yet what I... the hell's wrong with this? Uh, hey, you go up to her. You're like, hey, listen, my friends were making fun of you, but I actually think you're really cool. <laughs> and she's like, what? Your friends were making fun of me? <laughs> yeah, your friends were saying that the shit you you were doing sucked, but I don't think it sucks at all. I think it's actually really cool. Yeah, it's really cool when you when you were playing "Hey There, Delilah" at you know t four decibels oh. or whatever, <laughs> no one could hear you. <laughs> it does funny. sound bad. That makes me think of like the first open mic I ever went to in high school. Maybe I was in like tenth grade or something, and it was in someone's basement, like in their laundry room. And someone played uh, "Tallest Man on Earth" on acoustic guitar, and I was just like, "This is the coolest thing that's like ever happened to me." Um, <laughs> and I've never been able to like go to another open mic and feel as like purely transported by like how awesome I thought it was to like watch someone play a cover of a pretty song. Um, it was sad. It's like chasing I remember a going. Felipe, remember when we went to that open mic in Providence that was like at a cafe and people Horrific. were playing guitar? Yeah. I think that was Horrific. the first open mic I ever went to. Yeah, me too. Terrible. I remember it. It was... I I not only... Because you can bomb, there's like a floor of bombing, which is zero laughs. But not only did I bomb, but there was something sort of like... Like an infection. You know, it was like less than zero. Like there was something <laughs> insidious sure. and negative sure. about how, how bad my set yeah. was. Wow. It's, it's, uh, it's like I managed to dip below zero damn. laughs. There were zero laughs plus something much worse. <laughs> and, and also like your girlfriend's there, you know? Mm. Wait, was Sarah there? No, Sarah like missed that. it. Sarah missed oh, thank God. it. I feel like there was was someone someone there who well, was like you know who was you know who was there that I was really humiliated and was and I really respect and I think I was like they saw me do something object <laughs> was was Kent. Oh, oh yes. And yeah. I always think, wow, Kent saw me debase myself. <laughs> Kent saw me do something like truly horrific and. Um, <laughs> And maybe that's why he didn't, you know, text me back when I uh, said I was thinking of him yeah. kind of a year later. And I was, I hope that he was doing well wherever yeah. he was. Who is he, a cool guy? Kent is a cool guy, yeah. Damn. He is a cool guy. Damn. Yeah. Friend of ours. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about me at this point. 
Felipe's burned all the bridges of all the comedians we were friends with in college. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong about that. I'm laughing because, like, I'm because, like, I'm, we're like quickly getting into a, a subject area that would just not be able to be talked about mm. in the podcast, and so because you're not gonna name names and. Yeah, it's it's you can't. Yeah, bring I'm up really college the only. Beef. I'm really no. You can't, and I'm really well. Number one, I'm really the only one that looks bad. There's, I have nothing bad to say about anybody, but um, <laughs> amazing. But uh, more importantly, uh, you know, it's not interesting to anybody unless unless we could bring in a nice, colorful anecdote. I don't think. I don't think. You know, you don't know these people. Yeah. Who cares? Ultimately, who cares? Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this, guys. Um, what can you? either of you remember a moment in your life where you gave a piece of advice that was really really bad <laughs> hmm. do you have one that inspired this question while i try to think that doesn't immediately make me think of anything hmm. um one time one time this uh, this guy was telling me in high school that he was depressed as he was like driving me home from a, a rehearsal and i was like immediately went into like brain solving mode where i was like yeah dude well i mean it's it's not a problem that your dad's bipolar like you just gotta like you know like <laughs> stand up for yourself or whatever or like <laughs> saying like wow. just terrible shit that whatever like a sophomore in high school <laughs> would think would be like a way to solve what would pro what was probably a a, a deep-rooted set of psychological problems that this person my friend was dealing with mm. and i thought i was just like i just thought i was bringing an ice pick like perfectly right into the center ha -ha, of the problem you're right. solving it you're right this isn't a problem you're right <laughs> i should stand up for myself and then he just when he dropped me off he was like well this didn't really make me feel good like i i don't think there's really any solutions to this but I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think I'm going to... I think I'm going to try and talk to someone else about this. <laughs> That's good that he told you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, he straight up told you. Yeah, I was like, I really bombed. <laughs> that was bullshit. I'm letting you know now. Don't do this again with other people. Wow, don't funny. don't try this. Don't try saying these things to someone who's depressed again. Has that changed the way you give <laughs> advice to people now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's two kinds of things you can do. I think there's sort of like... There's prescriptive advice, which is like, which sometimes people are looking for, which is like, what do you, Sam, think I should do about this problem that I'm having? And then there's like a kind of mere, and then you, there's another kind of advice or way you can be with someone when they're sharing a problem, which is just like a mirror for them. Like, you can just be like, oh, here's what you're saying. And all you do is just repeat what they're saying back to them in different words. And they're just like, Ah oh, yes, this is very helpful. Yes, and they just want to. They're just trying to think something out, and you're like the way that they're thinking it out through. You could also start freaking out about their problem more than them, and <laughs> yeah. start crying and like right. heaving and yeah. getting so so worked right. up that they have to help you, <laughs> and they get it. Or, yeah. Or fuck, or, fuck, that's so bad. <laughs> oh, filter, filter it through some sort of problem you're having, and then yeah. start describing your problem. Start, but the key is the advice. key is that you have to freak out. Right. You have to really freak out, so they have to take care of you. 
Dude, my dad's more bipolar than your dad. All right? <laughs> you, you saying you saying that your dad's bipolar made me realize that that's what's wrong with my dad. I just figured it out. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, fuck. that's funny. I always um, I've been reading advice columns in the newspaper for like the last seventeen or eighteen years. And, like, the number one rule of advice columns uh, that comes up all the time is, like, you're not allowed to give anyone advice unless they explicitly ask for it. Like, they have to literally ask you for advice. Even if they're telling you about a problem, if it doesn't end with them being like, what should I do? You should never say what you think they should do. And I've always just, like, I, I guess most people don't know that rule. But to me, that's, like, that's a rule. And anytime anybody gives me advice I don't ask for, it, it boils my blood instantly. It pisses me off. Like, even when I know I have, like, set them up perfectly so that the only thing they can do is give me advice, if I don't ask for it and someone gives it to me, it really makes me mad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not supposed to give advice. You're supposed to do, like, the kind of empathetic listening thing. Yeah. But sometimes I've gotten advice where someone's like, hey, like, shape up. And, uh, and they're like, it's very clear what what you're doing and it's not right and then i'll be like you're right you're right you know you need sometimes i think it's true that mo i try to never give advice yeah i try to i try to um but sometimes you know sometimes people need a strong hand yeah totally totally one time my mom i was having troubles with my girlfriend and one time my my mom just straight up told me what she thought about my girlfriend and i was like Sam, your girlfriend, she's got beautiful tits. She's got a nice big she's got a great ass. ass. She's so hot. So much sex appeal. You should take her out to a nice steak dinner. <laughs> Treat her right. You just don't, buy you don't her know something how to spend nice. on a woman. Yeah. Sam, buy her something nice. What did she actually say? I, I thought the bit was funny, but... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, uh, I like and to Sarah, do you have Thank anything you. to add to the bit? Um... Like just like a voice, a voice or like or like what would my what would my dinner. mom say uh, if she were like that? She should take you should take her apple picking if it's fall because people love to go to the orchard. Nice, mm. yeah, good, nice. And it, any like a little spin on your own? Like, w do you want to do like a voice for her? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm just gonna um. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sarah didn't want to do. <laughs> Voice. She didn't want to do the bit. In the time code is <laughs> eight ninety four. Sarah didn't want to do the bit where Sam's mom is saying girlfriend fat ass and I promise and I'll do the next one. You just tell me when it's happening and, and I'll do it. Cross it out. And Felipe, can I have um sesame chicken? With a sesame chicken. Oh, fuck, this is another bit. Fuck. And <laughs> tofu burger. And Sarah, what, I'm skipping what, this Sarah, one too. I'm you, skipping this one too. What do you want? <laughs> tofu dog. Okay, bit, bit is skipped. Liking the bit. Figuring out where it's leading to. So oh, my, my gosh, said, I'm feeling so tired. Go say it. What did mom, your mom say? My mom said that. What did your um, fucking mom say, Sam? <laughs> She was like, you, I think that you spend a lot of time doing a lot of caretaking for your girlfriend. And I think there's a lot of sort of self sort of work and discovery that you need to do that, that need that should happen outside of this relationship. And I think that 
your girlfriend basically is like a big a big time suck for your self-discovery wow i think the thing about advice because often you know you get advice that pisses you off i think the thing about advice is if you ask a person enough questions about what's going on with them they themselves will tell you what advice they want totally everybody knows what they want to hear and what they want to do that's not yeah and that's exactly and that's not to say that people are deluded sometimes people have the correct idea and they just need to like process it it's not like everybody just wants to hear like the rosy version of their world but but if you ask enough like you'll find out what people want to hear from you yeah yeah and that's that on that or i would say mic drop (laughs) it's not what they what they want people don't tell you what they want to hear from you but it's like people actually if you ask them enough questions they inadvertently communicate to you what what they need to hear hmm. Hmm. you fi- you find out what they need to hear not what mic they drop. want you to say to the them. mic has been dropped hmm. knowledge has been laid down on the raisin man twitch stream number one knowledge podcast so, um, you guys hear about what happened on the Breakfast Club this week? <laughs> we're, we're moving so we're moving just quickly through things that we know nothing about. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, listeners, if you liked what you, we had to say about giving advice, you're definitely going to like what we have to say about what happened on The Breakfast Club this week. <laughs> well, I'll give Biden some advice. Uh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Biden? Yeah, you're on notice. Yeah. Joe Biden? Listen to me, Joe Biden. You're on notice. Yeah. I'll give you some advice. People don't like the way you're acting, and it's making it hard for young people to know what to do and we're feeling we're waking up we're feeling sad so big time biden yeah. biden needs biden needs to take undergrad class he needs to get woked up yeah he needs to take one of those freshman seminars with just all the other freshmen where you kind of learn how to talk and get along yeah In a biden needs to start amplifying voices and he's not doing that mm. mm-hmm. and he's not doing that as, but, Flippy, you said this to me, and I think it's true, which is that this is Wait. precisely what's attractive about Joe Biden, is that he's, <laughs> like, not... He's, like, a complete idiot and abs- absolutely think... destroys all the, like, fake liberal woke media stuff that we've to- been told is important for the last, like, six years. I'll say this. I think Trump has proven that actually... So, common knowledge, you know, sort of common knowledge, uh, common sense, is that in order to be perceived as better and more liked, you have to be more intelligent and smoother. But Trump has proven that actually the graph is the other way. The stupider and worse Mm. you are, the better it's going to go for you. Mm. Like, you just have to max out, you have to max out the meter on how stupid and bad you are. Mm. And, and, and Biden, and we think, and we think that Biden doesn't understand what young people want, but he understands that he has to get the most stupid and bad that he can. Mm. And so actually he took a big W on the breakfast club by being (laughs) just so stupid. Um, that was a win for, that was a win for Biden. For us, uh, uh, coastal elites, it looked bad for the rest of the country. 
Biden's Biden's doing t- ten for ten. Dude, that sort of makes sense. I mean, we're living in a country of people who are um, disillusioned about smart, good people. You know, they always just get pulled under by the waves eventually, like Gia Tolentino, which we'll you know we'll get to that next. Yeah, you know, oh my god. You try to yeah, be smart and good, but it never works out. You try to be She's dumb, on the chopping yeah. block. Gia Tolentino on the chopping block. <laughs> we can see her on the Fordian production line, like coming down to where we are. And where our lips, our mouths are already salivating, waiting to get her. <laughs> oh, I, I got a few choice words for Gia Tolentino. Believe me, believe me. Wait, hold on, but you're saying people 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 are um disillusioned. If you try to be smart and good, then you can only fail right eventually but if you try to be dumb and bad or accept being dumb and bad then uh you won't ever be uh, a beginner's mindset yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes trump and biden are like are like yeah trump and biden are like buddhist they're like i know nothing yeah and then then that's the really the kernel of their wisdom yeah exactly they've actually they've stripped everything down into its pure essence feeling perceiving believing yeah you know what made me think that um biden for the first i know people have been saying oh biden won't win he can't be president but it wasn't really hitting me how much he he won't win until um not the thing that happened on breakfast club but until shane gillis tweeted did you guys see this tweet um you know who shane gillis yeah. is right he was on saturday night live and mm-hmm. seth, seth got him canceled um oh big time and uh or he rejects that i reject that narrative you know he got himself canceled and seth is just a platform amplifying voices sure sure um he was amplifying voices <laughs> he was amplifying the voices of Chingulus. guys if we slur. talk about this for one second longer we're gonna get all the trolls on our, on our twitch stream yeah. that, that are now part of the the See, nobody's hour. listening to the twitch stream dude <laughs> yeah, which we're is... not gonna we're not gonna get anyone on the twitch stream Felipe, you'd be surprised you'd be surprised i was there for the troll takeover of the um of the story hour last week and oh, or yeah. two weeks ago and it was an, it was incredible it was incredible yeah it was do you want to talk about that or is that all, just not something you want to talk no, about we should talk about it for a second it's funny um i'm i don't Please. know if that's listening to this right now um, he is and he said uh he said lauren canceled him i made him famous um, fair Fair, fair, fair. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I hope it didn't seem like I was going against. No, uh, we accept that as official narrative of the Raisin Man podcast, or at least my third mm-hmm. of it. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh yeah, well. it was maybe what? What was it? Said like 30 minutes before the show. I have another podcast where we we just read stories and talk about them in a pretty earnest and anodyne way. And Seth was the guest. 30 minutes where we we're going to go on. Seth texted me and was like, "Hey, just so you know, I I might post a link on Twitter, uh, and if so, probably trolls will come." uh to the stream because they follow me everywhere around the internet and i was like lol that's okay you don't have to post it then um and he was like well i already did and lo and behold like as soon as we started um streaming the feed was just full of people like released the ten thousand tweets you know people saying slurs like all kinds of shit my mom was watching she texted me afterwards and she was like i thought all those people in the comments were being very silly um <laughs> but she couldn't figure out what they were talking about and then, release the emails yeah yeah Benghazi. that's so funny that's so funny that people are bringing like are bringing like right-wing right-wing conspiracy culture to seth simon's like yeah like He's he's deleted the tweets. Like, <laughs> a, ask him about Seth Rich. Yeah, exactly. Um, so all this this just happened last week, which was sort of disturbing because I guess I, I knew Seth that this was happening to you, but then to really have it brought to my doorstep, I was like, I don't like this, and I, I wish it would stop. 
Um, I know it was a dark, it was a, a bleak look into what I imagine Seth deals with on a daily basis. And other and, internet activist people, yeah. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Trolls, trolls! If you come to the chat, you're on notice. I'm getting <laughs> each and every one of you. And as an observer, I was like, I was like, oh, these people are clearly so stupid and silly. But then I was like, but if this was happening to me, I would be absolutely flipping I would out. Cry. Like I would yeah. be, I know, I, I would be crying all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you think so? I got one, that one mean DM, which we obviously won't go into, uh, in my comedy career since moving to New York and, and I cried for like an hour. So, oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was from Felipe. It <laughs> <laughs> yes. was yeah. like, ah, yes, I yeah. remember. Yeah, <laughs> remember yep. sending that was, it. <laughs> that was me. That was me. Um, um, what, say what you were saying about Biden, though, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, <laughs> Seth sent me this tweet that Shane had tweeted, like, the I think the video of Biden on The Breakfast Club saying that shit. And he captioned it, the same people who canceled me are going to vote for this guy. Like, what the fuck? Um and it's so funny wait sorry finish up it was just such an incorrect like he doesn't understand who he's talking about even in his like incisive observation like it doesn't make sense like obviously the people that care about uh somebody doing an an, a racist impression on a podcast aren't gonna vote for biden to be president like those that isn't the same people but to think that um shane gillis who i see as being on kind of the opposite side of some certain line that i am is also like not gonna vote for biden i was like whoa fuck this is really um the great unifier uh so totally. you think that actually actually on the material plane you and shane gillis are not so different yeah i suppose not yeah it had just disturbed me to think like i don't know i, I guess because i was kind of hoping that like me and my friends won't vote for biden but like trump still will lose but if if really everybody is like not gonna vote for him then we should have seth and shane on the podcast together and they should talk about how they're both gonna vote for bernie (laughs) 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 or like how their political views around the election are similar yeah i um i think it's funny when i do think it's funny when people on twitter are like i just think it's interesting that the same people who say that uh astrology is bad also like eat their own shit or something yeah, you know yeah, it's like yeah. you make you make like a, a generalization about uh, like a group of people and i always see those and i think like yeah it's like no yeah well, it's, next it's, topic it's boring to talk about <laughs> it's boring to like call out like hi- hypocritical like worldviews that are so that are like really obvious i think no i mean i guess i'm just even beyond that it's just like it's hard to say who, like what you said, Sarah, it's like in our mind, Shane Gillis made up a category that doesn't exist. Right. Like, no, those aren't the same people. You're talking about different people. Right. Um, and He might be right that some of the people who canceled him might vote for Biden, but, but then the statement is uh, meaningless because it's like, well, I guess some of the people will and some won't. So it's as a generalization, it's useless. And I think most often, either people get it wrong, um, or they describe a group that they believe exists, and so the the generalization is useful only to the extent that other people are like, "Yeah, you're right; those people do suck." But yeah. it's like they're made; they're sort of like made up categories. Right. I, I'm always really skeptical that like that that people sort of sh- share thoughts so uniformly totally yeah. And it also just kind of makes me think of like how when I'm around in Brooklyn <clears throat> and I can tell that someone's wearing like 
a shirt they got from Urban Outfitters that I distinguished that as being like different than like the shirt that I'm wearing right now, which I know that I got from like a boutique owned by a person that lives like above the store or something. But then I noticed someone not in our subculture that these distinguishing things are totally meaningless and unobservable um, and that we're the same. And which is not to say that we're all the same, but just like tigers think other tigers look different, you know, and to us, it's all one big thing. So it's funny to think of people like uh, painting these different dividing lines that you're like, oh, that do you see it that way? Maybe there's something to what you're noticing, but like it doesn't look that way from over here. You know, I've been going to these bike rides uh, around New York and uh, I went to Manhattan and I went to um, Times Square and it was like. Like, I've never seen it so empty. And it was funny, like, the one thing I did see there was, um, there were tigers. Whoa. <laughs> Nature really is healing. Nature's healing. Wow, that's beautiful. Mm. What were they doing? Huh. Licking their little paws. They were licking their paws, yeah. and they started chasing me. And I was on my bike, luckily, so I outran them. Whoa. Handily. I handily outran them. But... Uh, nature's healing. Felipe look will look at uh, <clears throat> a bunch of tigers and be like, "Oh yeah, those are all tigers." But when when I look at a tiger, I I, I see each one as a unique, beautiful, independent woman hmm. or a man. You know, depending on the gender of the tiger. Exactly, and but I, and I always gender them correctly. I think I'll. Uh, tigers are very beautiful. A very beautiful animal. It's a very beautiful animal. <laughs> wow, really nice. And it's then really times, times Square. Tigers are a really nice animal. Really good. Really, really good. good animal. <laughs> Damn, tigers are, they're really, really nice. Mm. And so, so Sarah, they're so... Soft. They're soft, Sam. I'm doing part of the bit. They're soft. They have long <laughs> tails. They're striped. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll allow They're the riff. Tony the Tiger. Um, the Tiger and Calvin and Hobbes. Um, Sarah, if I saw you walking down the street and I saw the shirt you were wearing, I'd think, wow, what a beautiful, strong, independent woman. It's a, it's a crop top, too. You can't see. Um, so you- <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that changes everything. <laughs> I wanted to say one other thing, though, about making observations about, like, Biden and his electability based on my social media is it feels like to me when I say that I'm like, whoa, this is like the biggest indicator that, like, I have personally learned absolutely nothing because, like, in all the other elections, what the biggest takeaway is, like, what happens in my little social media universe reflects in no degree any part of reality that turns out to have any meaning. So, like, I sit yeah. here and I'm just, like, parsing through all the clues and details and trying to piece together, like, what this all means. And it's, like, that means absolutely nothing about America. Like, I don't know. It's a meaningless totally. data. Totally. Yes. Yes. Every, it's, like, opposite world. Yeah. You thought, <laughs> you thought that, you thought that, like, people wouldn't be able to stomach, like, hundreds of thousands of deaths because of, like, a, like a structurally inactive government. No, people think it's cool. People actually <laughs> like it. <laughs> people think it's very cool yeah it's everything's the opposite of what you would think everything's the opposite people think it's a cool lesson about how like life is short and we have to value time while we have it and like yeah yeah when you survive you you're only stronger and yeah 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 like with climate change Mm -hmm. like 
people want people actually want more, more oil. When they found out about climate change, they thought, let's let's. I want to see yeah. what that's going to be. That sounds cool. Yeah, people like cold spring. They want colder, more cold days in May. How far can we take what it? What do you What are you thinking, Sam? Oh, I was thinking. I think this is actually sort of a stupid point to make, but I was like, oh, it, it, it's like the reason people think the opposite of like like what we think, or or they think like biden's okay is because like obviously because there's like this media app or this like multi-billion dollar media apparatus that like want like forces people to like think certain ways but i was like this is that's so obvious i don't want to say that <laughs> yeah dude wow that's a first Extremely that's that's insightful. what a first grader would say yeah that's what a first yeah. grader would say and listen sam i just made the zoom w window bigger turn on some lights your room you look like you're in the you look like you're in a cavern <laughs> you look like you're a wizard in a cavern Felipe, can you take your background down and and mute your mic <laughs> and um yeah and give turn me your second. volume to zero and then take your background down yeah let me just perfect perfect um well do you guys have another bit planned or what what now what are you doing no what no bits now? planned no i'm looking for where felipe's hid the sticky notes around my uh, computer or walls and i'm not seeing any fuck oh well oh i think felipe's facetiming me or us should we <laughs> i'm not i don't have my phone I guess I'll answer it. Hey. Hey, Sarah, can you, am I on the uh, speaker? Yeah. How's the bid going? Are, are people liking it? Are people on the uh, comments? Uh... Um, hmm. Wow, let's see. Uh, someone here said, Sam and Felipe, is it true that your car broke down on the way back from the 2016 Swarthmore Comedy Conference? And can you please tell us what happened in your words? Whoa. You, who asked that? Um, Who's asking Proptopolis that? Uh, are you on the chat? Um, yes, I am. And then someone else said, hell yeah, funny. So I think they're liking a bit. They're liking a bit. Um, can you ask them who they are? Um, who are you, people in the chat? Wait, I'm... I'm gonna, um... You wanna know who this Swarthmore gonna, comedy question person is? Go is this something second. dangerous? They said, yeah, it's me. Um... Someone else asked, what is the bit? Uh, the bit is that Felipe left. Left the show. No Press Radio says the bit's good. Um, hey, what's up, Sarah? Hey! Hey! Uh, I'm here as well. That's all. Oh, you're in Felipe's room? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what the best way is for me to to stream what's happening here, but I'm feeling so confused by this. Um, yeah, John, I know that that's you. Uh, thanks for listening, man. Um, so are you going to answer this question about the Swarthmore comedy thing, or is it something that is going to, like, impugn you guys? No, no, there's nothing bad about it. Uh, let me think. Kester. Uh, I remember it as one of the funnest days, days of uh, that year for me. Yeah, yeah we, our, our, our car broke down. down. Not our, our car, but the but car, car we, that, that our friend, friend was driving broke down in the middle of um, upstate New York. It was incredibly cold. And we, and we spent, spent the next, like, like 14, 14 hours trying to figure out how to get back to our homes. And, and um, um, it, was it was mostly Felipe and I laughing at each other. Felipe got into his really one of his really punchy moods where he was making jokes the whole time. And it was nice. Hmm. 
Oh, it's Keston. Keston's on the chat. I might, uh, you know, I think that this bit might be cached. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely giving the podcast a different shape in my mind, where I'm like, whoa, we're not, um, hinged to the Zoom call. The podcast can happen anywhere in the world, and we can be doing anything. No, you're right about that. Multimedia allows us to expand beyond our wildest dreams. Yeah. I'm going to hold up. Why can't I see? Oh, there you are. I'll hold you up to my camera so that they can see you. Oh, this is nice. Isn't that nice? Look, there he is. There's Felipe. Hey, if, if the people hey, make Raisin enough noise, they will come back. If we can hear enough What's up, noise. Raisin Nation? If people dream and wish that Felipe would come back, he'll come back. Um, I'm going to just come back. Yeah, if you ask another, dig up another question from Felipe about Felipe's past and ask it on the chat. <laughs> no, come back. I wonder if go once more COVID's over and we can actually sit in the same room and do this podcast, whether it will um whether we'll lose this creative energy from Felipe or whether it will it it will du he'll double down and become stronger by being in the room with us. Hmm. Wait, the um the Russian the Russian dancing that I had put on the uh, stream froze, so I should uh, get back to that. I think when this is over, I might make different friends and kind of move on to a different creative <laughs> pasture. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't I don't even know why you would need to keep hanging out with us once. Uh, I don't see why. Especially no fresh radio keep happening. No fresh radio obviously keep happening because that's a real that's a real operation and the people the fans that's a community a lot yeah. goes into and comes out of that um but this is oh, good night sorry go i was just gonna say that uh you know when you guys first moved to brooklyn to do comedy you weren't friends with me you had other friends presumably but you're really my first friends here so it's been nice getting to know each other but probably i'll move on to but i think people. it'll have to move on yeah 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 when we were thinking about doing this podcast and talking about it Sarah said this to me in these exact words, and I'll never forget it. She said, yeah, I mean, I, I like you guys, and I, I, I'm I'm still happy, like, being associated with you guys, so I think it would be fun to do a podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's exactly And I, I thought that was a brief glimpse into Sarah's mind, into a dark part of Sarah's mind that I don't ever want to be in again. I like being associated with you guys. Yeah, well, I thought I was what flattering you. What terrible language. I thought, I thought maybe you didn't, I don't know, it just... Never mind. <laughs> All right, we just won't talk about it then. Sarah, I'm, I'm t my cloud's taking a big hit by doing this with you. <laughs> wow. No. Mm. Uh, no, no, it's fun. Mm. I like it. It's a good... I'm having fun. I like I it, too. Fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Anyway. Um, have I, you guys uh, ever given advice no. that's really bad? No, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is like this is like uh, completely out of Fleepy's uh, wheelhouse. Like the bit where he turns off his mic and talks on his phone is would be like that's right in his batting zone. Yeah. Like he's basically he he's like a dog. <laughs> that you're like you've taken a dog to, to a farm <laughs> if, you, if he's doing that. Basically, he's that happy. But if you if you ask him a question about whether he's ever given bad piece of advice, it's basically like watching a dog try and like 
operate a spaceship or something like that. It's just it's completely foreign. Aww, dogs get scared in a spaceship. Uh, yeah. yeah. Look, um, Sarah, you go with yours. I'll think on mine. Yeah, what was mine? Oh, oh I said I've several times had this funny thing of um, an older woman who thinks that she's my mentor, but she's really someone who I look at as like a cautionary tale of someone never to become or emulate in any way. <laughs> like um, in college, I was friends with this girl. I won't say her name, even though I'm sure she doesn't follow me on social media anymore. Um, she was like maybe five years older than me. She just had the most fucked up, absurd boyfriend in the world who was just a total asshole. And like they both just had like... Uh, spend all their time drinking alone, being sad. And I remember overhearing her at a party tell someone else, like, oh, yeah, I've kind of become friends with Sarah recently because, like, she's a little younger than me. I think she looks up to me, and I like kind of, like, showing her around or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. It was a real wake-up call to me that I was like, I need to to move on. Yeah, keep on, keep on, find another mentor. Um, also, Caroline Yost thinks that she's my mentor, and or did for some period of time, and I was like, we're friends from college. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, well, Sarah, I'm glad you're sharing this with, as as your mentor. I'm glad you're sharing this with me. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Yeah. It helps me. It helps me understand better how to be a better mentor to you. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. As Felipe it, and I co-parent you. <laughs> it got to a point. I had to ask some of my older friends, like Seth. I I was like, do you, wait, are we friends, or do you, are you my mentor? Do you or do you think you're my mentor? Um, because it was like a weird slew of people thinking that they were mentoring me in my That's life. That's really funny, you yeah. know, because Sarah, you both you give off you give off a dual vibe. One vibe you give off is like you're down to hear and give advice and listen. But I think you're also very open with your problems and you share them in a way where you invite sort of conversation about them. And I think you do that because you like to have a con you like people weighing in on like what you're feeling. Yes. And but I, I like think to that, that other people into sharing their problems so then I can traffic in their information. Yes. Yeah. But but to you, it's like people who uh, people who are really uh, kind of loose with sex to you. That's a simple, unmeaningful. You're yeah. just doing that. But to them, they think, wow. Sarah's really getting a lot out of this. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm really, really giving her some advice. There's a part of you that's kind of like a pathetic adolescence <laughs> that, just, that continues on indefinitely, and and it's it, you just attract like people who want need someone to mentee. You know, yes, they need to serve what they're looking for. They need to feel right. like they're right. guiding and advising someone. Yeah, which is like absolutely psychotic. Um, I'm um, yeah. I'm doing um, uh. Fuck. Uh, I was going to, before COVID, I was going to do a presentation for like high school. My art teacher uh, from high school was like, hey, would you come talk to like my high schoolers uh, about like, you know, your like the art you make or whatever. And I had prepared a whole presentation and I was excited for it. And then COVID happened. So it was canceled. But now she got back to me and she said, oh, we're still doing it just over Zoom. Would you give the presentation? And I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm like, I'm like excited for it. It's not as fun to do it, not in person. But as I was looking through it, I was just thinking like nothing in the pre, like the presentation feels weird doing it during COVID. Nothing about the presentations like wrong. It's not, it's not, it's not like I started the presentation by being like, graduates you're about to enter one of the most fertile art markets in recent history like i'm not gonna do there's nothing built into it like that where it's like a mm. lie but simply like talking to high schoolers about the art that i made after high school it feels like insane 
Like, I don't know how to do it in a way where I don't look, like, totally clueless. You know what I'm saying? Right, because you want to sort of show that you're not... The the posturing of being like, oh, I know what you should do, and this is how you build a career is an ignorant thing. But to do the opposite and to be like, oh, I don't really know. The future's so unknown. It's like, well, then why the fuck are you giving us a presentation? Totally, and I I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should... You know, because I could totally be like an edge lord and be like, ah, you know, we're we're all gonna die anyway, so it's not like you're gonna get to, you know, I could be an asshole, but I, that's not interesting. That's like not an interesting position to take. But I also feel weird being like, so when you guys get to art school, like if any, are any of you going thinking of going to art school in the fall? You know yeah, what I mean? Neither yeah. of those, neither of those seems like the right move. And right. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to them. I don't think you need to like situ- worry too much about situating your totally. your speech and like place and time. When I graduated high school, it was not so different from what you're dealing with now. (laughs) The uh, the iPad had just come out, (laughs) and it was all the rage. Yeah, Drake was at the top of the charts. Yes, COVID has uh, COVID has shaken up the whole world. But when I graduated, Daff. Daft Punk's Get Lucky had shaken up the music industry. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that makes me think I was doing something like that on Instagram Live like a few weeks ago for like people from my county in Maryland, I guess. And I, my documentary producing, I was supposed to talk about my my doc career. And um, the question was like, you know, what what should teenagers be doing now? And I was like, oh, you should just be like making your own content because there's no reason not to. You can make something as high quality as like essentially anything being made and put on the internet. Uh, don't wait around for opportunities. But as I was saying that, I was like, or am I just advising you to do the thing that's going to allow these massive media companies to just like buy all of these young people's work for absolutely nothing? Because like if I imagine a world where like all the Zoomers are creating like cool, meaningful content, and putting it out and then like Snapchat TV is coming along and it's like, yeah, I'll give you $50 for like all of that work. Like it's just going to be a devaluing of um, people getting production deals and people valuing what they have. And then I kind of was like, oh, so I guess the point is like, well, you make your thing and then you find your audience for it. And that's an end in itself. And it's not about money or career stuff. But then by the time I was like working through all of this verbally, it was just like meaningless advice. I had said absolutely nothing. So, yeah, I think, well, this I think this is related, which is that one thing that made me kind of. I tried to make the presentation not not like prescriptive in any way. I'm not like, you should do this. Although there are a few moments where I'm like, this is what I learned from that experience or whatever. But I think I'm... It's hard for me to be like, uh, make your own work. Don't wait around for opportunities or whatever. Yeah. Because I guess the the obvious thing to say is that like, I had like a sort of privileged position in all of this. Like there were like reasons why I could end up doing sort of the stuff that I did and I think I remember in high school, uh, art teachers being like, you're about to enter like the most, like, uh, the, the most like vigorous art market. Like there's going to be like a, so many art jobs and like graphic design jobs. And I can't it's, believe like, they would say that. That's funny. Yeah. I remember they said that to me like freshman year, like when I was going into high school and it's like the secret to that isn't like the secret to that is like almost, almost exclusively class. Like those are jobs. I mean, not like totally like people can uh, there are, you know, stories of people sort of overcoming all of those barriers, but like, there's not any advice that I, that I can give. That's not where the truth behind it isn't like, Oh, the way that you can become like a working artist is to like have a ton of resources and, you know, be middle-class and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being an asshole saying this, but that's how I felt about this presentation. Mm. 
Yeah, that's funny. Just before we got on this call, I was watching um, Brad Trammell's uh, Art World Report, and it was all about, like, Jerry Saltz and, like, the advice that Jerry Saltz gives to, like, young artists, which is all just about, like, grinding and hustling. And uh, no matter what field you're in, you should be staying up all night talking to people that are in that field, like, all this kind of stuff. And it just, it rings so hollow coming from someone who has a job that like does not exist anymore um, for young people to be able to do. Like to be an art critic at a major publication, like that's not a, that's not a real job. You have to be an internet writer, freelancer. Um, and like, what does he know about anything that relates to anyone? And he also, not only does he not know, but he continues to like uh, disseminate a worldview that is like totally irrelevant and just make people feel bad when their life like doesn't line up to anything that he's talking about. Totally. Like we, we, we're in this like accidental moment in history where like there can be more than one person in the country making a living as like a movie, like a superstar movie reviewer or something. And, yeah. <laughs> like it's only because like this is such a wealthy country because of like all these reasons that have nothing to do, you know, they're just like totally circumstantial. Um, totally. It's like, Felipe, yeah, what's up? Can you say, um, what your the the like lessons are or the things you learned like a kind of a quick bullet point summary it, unless it would do it a disservice but i am curious um i just the the big lesson i guess the big takeaway is like i used to think it's such bullshit i feel like lame even saying it Aww. i feel i'm going to feel lame saying it out loud but i think sometimes like with a ted talk you kind of have to grit your teeth and sort of say the lesson <laughs> even though you know there's like all this more all this nuance that you're leaving out you have to say the lesson and you have to trust Be that. middle class <laughs> If you want to be an art critic like me, just hustle every night. Um, I, I'll say it and maybe I'll, maybe, one, I'll, yeah. maybe I'll grit my teeth and say it or, or maybe I'll say why I think it's bullshit. But basically I was like, oh, I used to think that like I, what I wanted to do was make art for a living and that the path to that was making art for free and that I would make, you know, the path is like making art for free for your friends. And then that leads you into like making art for money and for a lot of people. And that the way I feel now is like, no, the goal is to make art for free for your friends. And then making money is like the means to doing that. It's like inverted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a reframing. Yeah. yeah, that's insightful. I mean, I, it's. I think that's useful. Yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying earlier about people making observations about uh, uh, this type of group of person exists. It's like to some extent that as a structure of thinking is useful, and to another extent, perhaps not. Yeah, but. Yeah, well, it, what what you're saying, Felipe, reminds me of this thing that I heard my dad say to me once, which when he was in business school, which was like this guy this speaker was like like don't think of your don't think of trying to become rich just think of trying to not be not be poor which is like a stupid a stupid thing to say and it's it, it's like uh it's 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 aimed at a group of people who are interested in making a ton of money <laughs> yeah so it's like so it's like kind of diabolical but but essentially what's interesting about it is it's like a reframing and right it would change someone's actions rather than thinking about oh i want to make as much money as i can how to think oh how would i want to like either save money or something like that and and that's interesting to me only in that like the piece of advice that i would give other people about art making 
would be sort of a little bit similar to what you're saying, Felipe. Mine would be like, oh, I thought I wanted to make really awesome art or really cool art that would like. But actually, I want to make shitty of, art that nobody su likes. <laughs> yeah, I want to make dog shit. No, but I, I think I, another way of thinking about it is, is like the thing that's helped me the most in my arts practice is like having friends, like really smart friends who make art that I like and being around them a lot like that single handedly has like affected my life and arts practice like more than any other thing than I can that I can think of um that's like at least like kind of immaterial um so my suggestion would be like it's essentially like like have friends and like value like your artistic friendships and like invest in those and you'll like end up making really good art yeah, I probably won't say that during the presentation. <laughs> uh, are you guys yeah, well, this is during my presentation, too. Yeah, um, yeah good luck when you get your presentation. You your presentation dude, yeah. Bottom line is my presentations this week, and I probably won't say that advice. <laughs> well, I, I've read your presentation because you wrote it on the simple town. No! Um, <laughs> Wait, really? Are you joking? Yeah, I'm not joking. You read it. You wrote it on the simple town drive. Ah. <laughs> So did you set you set me up for this? You, uh, yeah. you made me you made me say the takeaways even though you'd read it. No, I don't remember it. I, I I think I glanced at it, but what I remember from it is is I I remember there was some points about your art practice that I liked. But are you guys excited really... to um have interns in the future? <laughs> like interns that work for you? <laughs> yeah, I'm... get us get interns as quickly as you should get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Once you get them. your interns, it's basically the it really raises your ceiling for how much you can make. So yeah. get as many as you can as quickly as possible. It's funny. right because what's cool about interns is like it's a really good arrangement because they're looking for experience and you're <laughs> looking for you know like not you know totally. you're not looking for free labor but you're looking to kind of cut costs and you're giving them a lot of value. Um, and so, but actually you end up running a really lean operation on unpaid interns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I agree, obviously, with the idea that, um, having unpaid interns is exploitative and totally sucks, but I think it's funny because also unpaid interns are shit. Like I've had, um, I've worked for companies where we had unpaid interns and they weren't worth anything. Um, yeah, they, they just like drain, they drain time. time. Yeah. yeah you, have to tr you have to teach them things. They like get lost in the office. They have no reason to be creating any value, you know, and I respected them for like refusing to do a good job. I thought that was cool. And I was like, I'm not going to give you a hard time, but we, you are just wasting time and drinking the water and the coffee and stuff. <laughs> they're just, they're just, they're like, they're, they go into the stall and they poop, but they don't realize that there's not toilet paper. So the whole office has to like, solve that they for them they're the, just totally they take hapless. all the toilet paper and yeah. they like toilet paper your desk and your chair and they like make fun of you with your employees behind your back <laughs> and 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 yeah. yeah they put all these pranks on you yeah interns suck or i worked for a company once where we would have the interns um transcribe stuff and i think that they would consider themselves to be helping through that and it was like the work that you spent five hours doing that transcribing if you weren't here we would have just paid 15 dollars to have the internet do it like it's not even Ooh, yeah, brutal. your time is worth like, yeah two dollars an hour even. Well, I'm I'm I had a friend in college, and she every time she did an unpaid internship, she at the end of the internship, she sent an email to her boss with all the things she had done during the internship and how much time it took, and then she and and said next time you hire someone, you should pay them to do this. Wow, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Punk rock. 
I did an internship and uh, I did a bunch of work and I didn't I didn't like it. And then at the, on my last day, I left without saying anything to anyone. <laughs> Wait, babe, you do that to your best friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to go to bed. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I, uh, did we talk about, I wanted to just share this. Did we talk about, I had the hell's itch this week. Oh, I'd love for you to talk about this. What the fuck? I got a sunburn on Sunday from biking around and then it was fine. I was like, whatever. I got a sunburn. People get sunburns. It's fine. I had like a funny farmer's tan, but then Tuesday night, like I started feeling this itch on my arms. I take off my sweatshirt and then like I started getting this like nonstop itch. It wasn't going away. And if I scratched my skin, it would like, it would hurt my skin. Um, and it was, it was like a really strong itch. Like it was making me shudder. Like every time I got Mm -hmm. like a pang of the itch, I would sort of like wince. Um, and like, I couldn't, it was weird. Like I couldn't handle it. Like it was, it was like, it was like debilitating. And I was like, ah, how do I make this stop? And like, I was desperate to make it stop. And I was like putting lotion on my arms and like, I knew not to scratch it. Cause you're not supposed to scratch an inch it's, or like that kind of an itch. But I was like trying to like knead it oh with my, my fingers, um, with the lotion. And it was like kind of going down a little bit. Um, but like, it would just come back and then eventually i like got i got a bunch of ice i was like clinking ice cubes into a ziploc bag and just like writhing i I, i'll say this last thing it felt the way it felt was like i wanted or you're laughing i know sam's laughing at me and i i feel like he thinks i'm being a drama queen or something but you know whatever it's that's so annoying sam you're like my dad that's what my dad always thinks anytime anyone's in pain it's like oh i bet if it was me i wouldn't be that big a deal no 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 no, no, no. i think it's i I think it's funny because i've heard felipe describe hell's ditch a number of times since i live with him and i'm i'm laughing because i think it's funny to see you describe stuff and it's it is become more dramatic the more (laughs) it's true well i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying to enhance it i'm trying to enhance it i'm trying to make it interesting (laughs) i know it's like this is like if omaha you were at omaha beach (laughs) in normandy Um, was there a moment in which you fully panicked you were like something horrible is happening no 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 i mean yeah i i am being a drama queen in the sense that like i i knew i would be okay in fact I didn't realize it was something weird until I looked it up, but I'll describe one last thing. And this really did feel this way where like, I want, I wanted to scratch it. It wasn't scratching. It wouldn't make it go away. And it felt like the itch was like under my skin. Um, and, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't make it go away. And I put the ice on it and then I looked it up and apparently, and it's called hell's itch. And like, and there's like a Reddit of people who have had it. And they all described the thing that I felt where they were like, I was freaking out. I was like in in pain, like couldn't make it stop, couldn't scratch it. Like it really hurt. Um, It like, it like stings. I don't know. It's just like a bunch of feelings. Like it hurts, it stings, it itches. And then I spent the night just like holding ice on my arms because it, it was so, it was like keeping me awake. Um, And I was kind of able to like sleep a little bit. And then it went away. It goes away in like 24 hours. It's not like permanent, but but then I talked and not apparently it happens to like 10% of people. Like it doesn't happen to a lot of people. And I talked to my dad and he was like, he's like, oh yeah, I've had that. So maybe it's genetic. He's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're describing. Hmm. Hmm. And have you continued to like message and give back to the Hell's Itch community? 
No, I thought about getting on the Reddit and thanking them or uh, doing a post, maybe maybe plugging the pod, maybe plugging Raisin Man yeah. on the Hell's Itch Reddit. Hey guys, Hell's, Hell's Itch Survivor uh, coming back into the chats. Um, what kinds of cartoons are you guys watching right can now? I, can I read you? Can I he- read you some uh, Hell's Itch um, like posts? Please. Sure. Let's see. Um, okay, this one is titled Ice Packs. Uh, let me just make sure it's not like streaming on the on the thing. Fuck! What the fuck did I just do? Hold on. Uh, this one's called Ice Packs. First time getting this shit, and oh my god, I want to die. Whoever reads this, don't use aloe vera. A lot of people argued with me about this, but everyone on Hell's Itch Reddit says don't use aloe vera. Made it about a hundred times worse. I've taken an antihistamine, ibuprofen, applied some peppermint oil, and have had an ice pack on my back for about an hour. Actually not feeling too horrible right now. How long does this usually last? Don't know if I'd live if it was more than 48 hours. That one's serious. Don't know if I'd live. Mm. Eight hour work shift. Hey guys, I'm going on 24 hours of this nightmare. Slept a total of two and a half hours last night, waking up wanting to rip the skin off my chest, it itched so bad. I loaded up on Benadryl and ibuprofen, but I have to go to work soon for eight hours. I'm super anxious that I'll start itching and people will think I'm insane. Has anyone had experience with dealing with Hell's Itch in public? I would not have been able to do that. Uh, (laughs) Let me see. Mm. Just had my first experience with this. 32. Male. I've had plenty of sunburns before, blisters, chills, etc. This is literally something I would never wish upon my worst enemy. I don't know if I felt that way. Hmm. I'm 48 hours post-burn and I woke up this morning crying and screaming at the top of my lungs. Whoa. Yeah. People were looking at me like I was insane, telling me sunburn can't be that painful. It went away this morning after a shower. Now about eight hours later, it came back out of nowhere. I made the mistake of putting on aloe because I didn't know what it was or researched it. I literally thought about killing myself. This guy is a little insane. This guy's a little bit extreme. That, you think that about guy has yourself? other problems, I think, going on as well. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't know. I didn't... It was not this intense for me. I've taken another shower now and have found comfort in putting on a Hanes white t-shirt and laying with my back and shoulders against the pillow. Mm. I'm afraid to move. I may start drinking massive quantities out of alcohol. Into <laughs> okay. also, I also took ibuprofen. I, fucking, I woke up this morning and I can't talk to girls anymore. Uh, I'm, I might start doing heroin again after two days of not doing it. Yeah, mm. insane. Hmm. Wow, and these people are suffering in obscurity. No one knows about this. I've never heard of it. It doesn't even sound familiar. No, well, the Hell's Itch community is quite supportive. Quite supportive. And and it's funny because it's a community of people who've had this for 48 hours. You know? But once you've had Hell's Itch, next time I see someone who's had Hell's Itch, we're going to look at each other and we'll know. Hmm. Wow. And what's what would you describe as the politics of the Hell's Itch community? Uh, uh, eco-fascist. <laughs> Extremely eco-fascist. Mm. Oh, this this post is just called. It's ha- all in caps. It's happening. It's happening. Oh no! <laughs> and there's no text. That's just the title. Are you scared of getting another sunburn again in the future? Totally, but I mean, I'm an idiot. I went biking today. I wore like a ton of layers, and it was and it was uh, overcast. But then later, I was looking at my hands, and I was like, "Did my hands get sunburned? I don't think so." 
He looks fine. I don't think so. No. Um, but I was I wore like all I wore like uh, like a turtleneck and a and a sweater and a jacket. Like I was clothed. Hmm. So. But I yeah I'm afraid have, to get it again. Have you had it before? Felipe? No. No, I also don't get sunburns often because I put I put sunscreen on uh, <laughs> really reliably. Exactly. I get kidney I don't stones fairly you often. You get kidney stones? Yeah. Really? No. Yeah, and the memories of having no. them are always extremely mixed because the pain is excruciating. Worst pain I've ever had in my life. But being on Percocet and just taking it all day long is some of the best memories I've ever had. So, you know, it's a real mixed bag. Let me ask you, if you're on Percocet and you have a kidney stone, do you not feel the kidney stone or does it just feel like a little ball that's going through your body? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a little gumball that's going down one of those tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Whee>! um, <laughs> you don't feel it at all. Unless you, like, um, you don't take the pain medication in time, in which case, it, you know, it doesn't work. Uh, which is scary. Um, Wait, so so it's like the offsides rule where if the pain starts before the pain meds kick in, the pain yeah, stays? pain stays mm. pretty much, yeah. But if you get it before, then you're just on a pleasure cruise, yeah, until the whole thing's over. I wow. remember just having a great time watching Star Trek, talking to my dad, caring about things he had to say in a way I hadn't cared before <laughs> when I was like 16 or something. Uh, it was very beautiful, and I cherish that memory. Damn, I I'm afraid. I know I know I will have a kidney stone someday because both of my parents have had one, but I'm very afraid of getting it. It's it's like one. It's like a thing that makes me like when I hear about people having kidney stones, it makes me wince. And you have to pee into like a spaghetti strainer so that you know whether it's come out or not. You got to catch the little rock. Yeah, which oh, really? is annoying. It's, it's gross to pee into <sighs> stuff and then have a pee-covered object that you have to like be involved with. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, now that you say that, I should let you know, Sam, I have been peeing into the spaghetti strainer. (laughs) And I haven't been cleaning Uh, it. And have any rocks come out? Um, No, not yet. I haven't had any pain. I just, I just in case. (laughs) It's looking like pee. And I haven't been, and I haven't been telling you. Damn. And I've been making my spaghetti on a different spaghetti strainer that Mm. I keep in my room. So that's why all my spaghetti's been tasting so good. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a comedy podcast. That's how you do a um, bit. Twist. <laughs> different than, than what the would expect. Um, now I see. Um, Brother, if you want me to, if you want to taste my pee, you let me know. And <laughs> taste it anytime. Surely you don't need to see whether the rock has come out because it will just stop hurting, no? Um, well, Why do you need if to it's see really the bad, then you keep taking the medication so consistently that you never feel the pain. And then you could need to know the rock be so tiny stop. you don't see it. It could be so tiny you wouldn't even see it. <laughs> but but the see- rock is like spermicide, it's a spermaceti, it's like useful for making perfumes and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's like a pearl, yeah, it's a really expensive pearl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be cool if kidney stones were like a beautiful diamond or something. Yeah. That would be really special. That would be worth it. That would be worth it. Damn, a little rock going through your pee-pee. Mm. Cannot deal crazy with crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. All the things that can happen to a person. Yeah. Well, that's that's that about hell's itch. I mean, I uh, I don't I haven't felt a lot of pain in my life, um, except for inner pain. I probably mm. I hope I don't have to feel a lot of pain for the rest of my life. 
uh, until I die <laughs> mercifully with you no pain. You should talk about Hell's Itch at your commencement speech. <laughs> oh, I'm going to speak. Yes, I only have 20 minutes, and I think I could take up the 20 minutes describing <laughs> Hell's Itch. That's smart. That's funny. Um, talk about this. You should talk in your speech about what comes after memes. Um, what comes after memes? Yeah. And prognosticate yeah. about that. Because yeah. that's what I'd want to know. I was 16. I don't, it's just memes that are, like, I, how could you go past memes? It's just pictures with text, that's it. That's it. What's, that's the full, how could it be funnier? How could it be better? How could it be more important? There's no way. It's, it's the most basic the kind of thing in the world. Yeah. The most basic kind of thing Coffee in the world. in the bottom. Yo, I got something. Uh, China is about to fuck Hong Kong. Who told you? They're about to they're about to bring down the hammer on Hong Kong. Oh no, fuck. Uh, who told that. me yeah, the I'm internet? It's well known. They're passing some law and they're really they're just gonna they're just gonna fuck Hong Kong. Is there some kind of number that we should call? Today, there ain't no yeah, senator you can call about this cupcake. Yeah, I mean you can you can ask Trump to start a war with China. We can see if we can answering machine. We can see if we can pop off a little war with China if if we're concerned about it. Yeah. Could could be worth it. Sarah, what part of the military would you uh, join um, were, the, were the, oh, the war with China to happen? Archery. The archery <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like a hot elven <laughs> archer. <laughs> I did archery at summer camp, so I already kind of have the basic training for it. So. Watch me at the, wow, to cool. at the top of a hill wearing like um magician's robes casting spells <laughs> <laughs> i'm a mage casting protective spells on the marines yeah damn but imagine if there were if the army did have like mages and shit like that <laughs> then people would want to fucking join they'd appeal to a whole other subgroup of people you'd have I, way I too imagining... many mages though you'd yeah. have way too many mages i was no, imagining be you being a kind of like a las vegas style like um like magic like entertainment magician oh yes 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 <laughs> is yeah like is this your card or like doing uh, exactly yeah, yeah pulling coins from behind people's ears like Penn and teller yeah. getting shot and then catching the bullet between my teeth and then explaining how i did it yeah exactly you would take a chinese couple that was like hanging on by a threat their marriage is hanging on by a thread and they've gone out to some live theater together and you take the man up on stage and you kind of humiliate him by like making his underwear like come out of a box that you like <laughs> had <laughs> yeah yeah, sort of slowly, yeah. slowly eat them up from the inside. <laughs> my um, my youngest cousin's marine commissioning ceremony was like happened virtually like two days ago, and I watched it, and it was like it was in his living room. You know, the the way they had edited it was like every marine is just with their parents, and their parents get to commission them since they can't meet up in real life, and it was such a like happy ceremony, and I was so glad for him. But I was like, damn. It's going to be a sad day when you're, like, gunning down all of my, like, draft-dodging friends as soon as there's, like, a war and no one that I know wants to fight in it. Big um, time. Big yeah, time. sucks. Big time, yeah. It's going to be a bummer when they're when they're marching through the streets through through New America. Yeah. Through through uh, the, the Trump... Rep Republic of Trump. <laughs> um... Would you flip flop if that happened? Um, would you would you become a collab collaborationist? 
collaboration what is. what Wait, exactly is happening you know i don't know I there's like flip, uh, i flip flop for less yeah i'm just trying to, for less. to get by and sing my song and be with people that i love man so that's all there is left right yeah 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 peace and love it's true yeah. it's true it's like can i do stand-up sure no I'll, well i'll be an i'll be an eco-fascist yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd 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 kind of be like a sort of like wage a Mel Gibson patriot like guerrilla style warfare in the like swamps of uh you know Georgia against whatever force we were fighting. So are you pro are you pro the bad government or are you and are you being a resistance guy? Uh I I guess I'm being a resistance guy, but I think it would be equal opportunity. I would just be I mean, you'd be a mercenary. Absolute chaos. Yeah, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. The Joker, the sort of um, like the kind of imp, an imp running around the battlefield. The Patriot, the movie. No, what is that? Years ago, yeah. Oh, there's just a funny detail, which is Mel Gibson is like a plantation owner in the South during the American Revolution, and his he has like black people who work on the f- on the farm, but they're like free people, like they're not his slaves. And it's like, it's completely historical. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and he tries to tell them to go, and they're like, "We like working for you." And it's like this is insane that this got made. There's more people yeah. in my yeah. yard uh, swinging on my Damn. hammock. You think and I gonna, just feel I like I've I, like I think movies are over. They're, playing in it now. they're not going to make any more movies. I hope you enjoyed watching The Patriot Frozen. whenever you saw it, Sam, because that's the last movie they're going <laughs> to <No>. make. No! <laughs> it was just last night. Yeah, that's the last movie they're going to make. Um, Damn, we saw Minority Report the other day. Wait, is Sarah here? She's frozen. Yeah. Hmm. She's frozen with a face of like detest. No, I actually think I actually think it looks placid. Really? Like she's happy, yeah, like she's finally found a peace. Huh. I think yeah. Wow. It gets, it shows you just how ambiguous though the face can be. Oh. It's true. Oh, she's gone now. The host is gone. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we got 15 more minutes. I say we kind of juice them. Let me see if I've been... I hope I've been recording. I think I've been recording my voice. Yeah, we're good. Do we do an hour and 15? <sighs> yeah. I mean, an hour 30. That's our time. That's usually what we do. Do you want to do less? We could. I feel like at, at around an hour, this starts losing steam and starts getting less fun. Hmm. Why? Huh? Is it been things I've been saying? Yeah, I think you just have been dropping the ball. <laughs> hey. Once you say, oh, there's Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Back. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad the chat continued because I thought, because it's on my computer that I, and I got fucked up that you guys would all be gone. No, no, no. We're here. We're here. We kept talking. We kept it moving. We kept it moving. No dead air, baby. Oh, well, did I get to, I, I don't think you heard what I said, which is that there's more people in my backyard now and they're on the hammock and I just feel like there's my little dolls in my dollhouse playing <laughs> with all the little stuff I bought for them. Um, That's really funny. Very sweet. But I'm not going to look because it's like you're not supposed to look because if you look at it and you see your dolls, then they have to freeze, you know, and stop playing. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's like when Orpheus is escaping the underworld. Don't look behind you exactly. because they'll disintegrate. Um, social di- social distancing icon. Orpheus. Orpheus. <laughs> yes, social distancing icon. 
Yeah. I've just going around looking at things that are far away from each other, taking a picture, posting them with the subtitle social distancing icon. That's funny. That's a funny I bit. I funny. like that. If only I could think of an example of it that heightens or twists it in some way. Then it... Two fire hydrants, two clouds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really anything Two bodegas that are across the street from each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, two statues. I, wanted to, I, I was recently outside the like huge Biggie Smalls um, mural that's in Bed-Stuy. Is and... it the one that's uh, on the, near Lafayette that's like king of the New York slice? famous pizza lover 50 cent and yeah it's like kings of the new nyc slice and it's like biggie smalls Uh, so what about it what about the mural i just thought about taking a picture of it being like social distancing legend but i was like oh i heard that from felipe that's felipe's joke so i didn't what would let me ask you this what would the joke be that he's far that he's dead no, you just take a picture of Biggie Smalls mirror and be like a social distancing legend. And it's funny. Yeah, what's the funny. point of the joke? So what's funny about it? Because he's not a social distancing legend. It's a, that's not why he's famous. It's a simple a reversal, sort of a level one. Or it's uh, not. I mean, it doesn't. But he's not. He's not especially known for not being a. You know what I'm saying? He's not <laughs> known for being a person that stood close to other people. So I guess that falls sure. in the category of just funny because it's random, which is the lowest level. No, funny because no, it's, it's a fu- lie. It's, it's yeah. funny to take a like uh, a historical figure and just make them. Uh, write a new history in which they're famous for something they didn't do yeah but you know? the joke isn't funny. funny the joke isn't funny if it's not hitting some <laughs> specific truth there's no truth you know, in the joke but felipe when you first did the joke at least in my ears when we were outside of the um the the new york um uh, what's it called the courthouse the like city the state courthouse and you were like looked up at the statues and you were like uh, social distancing legends and it was like socrates and plato and like that's all funny. these these things from greek mythology i was like oh that's funny because it's like these people aren't famous for being social distancing legends and so it's funny to ascribe something to a person from history that they didn't do no but sam so I thought, the reason they're uh the fucking the fucking stream is stuttering apparently oh no and for two of our most important listeners kenton oh, and no crash radio God. station keston Keston, yes. thanks for listening. Um, uh, well, let us know if now I stopped recording, which is sometimes what makes it do that. Um, but please let me know if it does. Uh... Yes, but, but Sam, Felipe, let me you're say... You're going to describe to me that the joke is because they were standing far apart yes. from each other. exactly. Because they're statues but... that are far apart. Exactly, bitch. Yes, but bitch. in my head, exactly. in my head, it's You already got the answer you needed. Why are you digging in more? In my head, it's funny. In my head, it's funny because they're... they're philosophers from antiquity sam i don't know how i don't know how you did stand up for two years felipe i let me tell you this if i had posted it i i think i would have gotten a lot of a lot of likes for the reason that felipe said from basic lames brother Oh, no, the Biggie Smalls oh, the Biggie poster. Smalls one. No, it doesn't make sense. No, they would well, have said yeah. they would have canceled you for doing that. <laughs> you would have gotten canceled for doing that. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. <sighs> well, we got we got ten more minutes. I'm gonna see if I can make it stop stuttering. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, smooth it's... five ten seconds, and then completely frozen for the next five seconds. Interesting. Well, who's Maybe? Tokyo Megaplex? That's a cool user. He's a friend. Uh, cool. fuck. Cool. Um. Chris Rutledge, good animator. 
Oh, damn. You know, we got three viewers and I want to come through for them, but let me, let me, hmm. you guys keep talking. I'll, I'll, f I'll figure this out. Um, you guys keep do, talking. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Um, oh yeah, I'll, I'll talk about something about comedy. Um, I've been trying to, I already told this to Felipe, but I can't remember if I told you this, Sam, that I'm going to record, uh, well, I really dawned on me that we're not going to be able to do stand up live in person for uh, an unforeseeably long amount of time. And I'm going to record a, an album with no audience of some jokes that I wanted to do because I was working on having an hour. So I'm just going to record the hour. Um, but I'm just like stuck on both that I, I don't want to make every joke be related to COVID because that would be dry and lame and extremely dated and no one is interested in that, but also to not have it be like somehow related to coronavirus and have it just be like my normal stuff about like Friday night plans and hanging out with your friends. And when your friend says this and like, it just feels, uh, out of touch and irrelevant in a way that like stand-up comedy speaks to both like a live room and like the news of the day and is a dynamic medium. So I don't know. Yes. And also that's, that's also the thing that, um, that hurts it and makes it like exist only as a capsule in time that you can't go back to. So maybe you're it, making yeah. a kind of comedy that's like people can watch and listen to for years and years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I wonder if it's just as easy as like making the first joke be about coronavirus and then I'm free to not talk about it at all. Or um, I'm not sure what to do. I think you'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. fuck. We're, the stream is still fucked. You could do a Stuart Lee thing where you should you could make like talk about how you feel obligated to talk about it in mm. your stand-up bit but don't want to do jokes about it i'll pause also and, to say that's my least favorite kind of advice is what fleet just gave which is like you'll figure it out obviously i'll fucking figure it out dude what, what life what am i gonna live where i don't figure it out i'm just, I'm just trying just to be helpful sarah yeah. i'm just trying to be helpful if you don't want my advice don't ask for I it as yeah, you did just I before you, <laughs> i thought you were doing something else i wasn't talking to you <laughs> yeah Wow. Everybody, our, uh, dang, the, our the shit stream, is sunk. The stream, uh, yes, the stream is hit. We are I'm, hit. Fuck. It's said, just I, catching up in English. You want to say, Alex? What are you talking? What is that? What do you mean? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, and I don't want to say this, but it's like at this point, we just have to cut our loss. Can you say, listen, your shit out of luck? Listen. Um, what if every podcast ended when you got technical <laughs> difficulties? Like, that's how it ended. Sometimes it would go on for hours, sometimes 10 minutes. And, you know, and we have, and we have this kind of dual, we have this kind of dual audience problem, which is that, um, you know, we're really, ultimately, uh, we're recording for, uh, to put it out so the you know so now all this energy is being taken up by the problem of getting the live to work and it's going to be in the recorded thing for when we post Surely, it yes this kind of relates exactly to what sarah was talking about is do i make it timely or do i make something that can be listened to for years, years afterwards for years yeah yes. i think you'll figure it out <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to I'm going to... Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, um... No, I mean... 
what can I, I say? Think, oh, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, what if it's not listen, okay, dude? What listen, if it's not okay? What if it's listen, not okay? <laughs> listen, I, my mind was split because I was solving this problem, but I'll tell you what was behind my saying. I think you'll figure it out, which is that I actually think that the project, whatever you do is going to be really good. Um, and I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, I'm excited to hear it and I'm excited to hear you solve that problem because I think you will be smart enough to know how to do it. And I, I'm not saying like you should, I'm not giving you, I'm just like, I'm stoked to see how you solve it. I think there's, uh, it's an interesting wow. problem you're dealing with. So you're, now, you're saying the same advice. thing. You're now, saying the same thing, advice. but sort of, but, but sort of cushioning yeah, it with turning compliments. I'm, I'm not giving yeah. you advice. I'm, I'm telling you what I think. That I'm my, telling you what I feel lies about inside myself, and that I have all the answers I need. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you should just make it about COVID. There's your advice. <laughs> <laughs> people want to talk about COVID. People want to talk about social distance. People want to talk about their lonely. Yeah, we should talk about that Atlantic article that says either you're in a relationship or you're all alone. Not, and there's no in between. That's not. Well, true. we got we got five minutes. I think we can read the whole article on the on this <laughs> live. Yeah. Um, you're either in a relationship or you're not. Or you're totally. It, the article is about how the gulf between singles and couples has never been greater. And that there's no longer any in-between space for uh, for people. You're either like wifed up or you're alone. Not the case. Not the case. Not the, not case. the case. Not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Think of a couple people in my life. That's not the case. <laughs> oh yeah. You can say that again. You can say that again. <sighs> Man. Well, I'm. This is cool that our our listeners really stuck with us, even though it's all jacked. I think that's I know cool. That people, makes me feel like we're a family. Yeah, people really commit to it even though they're happy to watch this this glitch this glitch mob slideshow we are creating this glitch a community circus. Like, like no press radio or the hell's itch community yeah you know, it's starting small but it's gonna get bigger yeah or um the community of people who are fans of uh what's the the lady's name who's on the incredible kimmy schmidt that, that actress's name um with the red hair. The main the main person? The main person. Oh, I'm blanking on her name. I can't think of her name, but she's got a community of people who just love feeling Lauren. good and holding dogs. For real? And yeah. She's like, for some reason, she's become this icon of like, um, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper, yeah. For real? Is she like a self-care person or something? I don't even think she disseminates it necessarily, but for some reason, she's like that, um... I remember when I was in middle school, there was a big movement of people who were into just like, just be happy, just be happy, just smile. That's um, funny. And she's like it, that, the icon for those people now. And like, just hold a sweet little dog by your face. How could you be sad when you think about a, a little baby duck? How could you be sad? I don't, um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like mean or anything, but the picture, if you look her up on Wikipedia, the picture that they chose to represent her is, I don't think that it's like a super flattering picture. Wikipedia is is funny since it's just like a computer algorithm. It doesn't pick your best. It just picks. Oh, for something. real? I thought that like the Wikipedia editors pick one. No, I think yeah. there's just a code that just picks something off of your. Are you sure? Because I I've heard them do posts where they like half they're like ask people to take pictures of stuff because they can't use like proprietary pictures. Hmm. What's the actress's name? Ellie Kemper. Yeah, you're right. This is a horrible picture of her. It's bad, right? My God, my God, yeah. It's like the light, the, the she's sort of in the shadow, but actually her face is like weirdly like lit, even though her face is in the shadow. And um, I think I wouldn't even know that was her if I just saw this like that. 
No, totally. Mm. It's a really bad photo. And she's like in front of. Are you looking <laughs> at it, Sam? Funny. Yeah, yeah. And she's like in front of. She's like in front of a like a street. Like there's like cars and bikes behind her. But she's dressed in a gown. Yeah. She's dressed in a gown, but you don't know why, because she's like on the. She's just like on some Manhattan street. Hmm. And her like she's just shiny in a weird <laughs> the, way. The Wikipedia page for LeBron James. He's playing a violin. For real. Yeah. Damn. Uh, let me look that up. I think one of my little my little people in the backyard has lost something, and they're using oh, no, a, it changed. a cell phone flashlight to find it on the ground. I'm gonna come out with my big flashlight and help them when we're done. <laughs> hmm. Um. Sorry, I'm just talking to the people in the chat and telling them that they're shit out of luck. At Man. this point, I don't think, you know, we're, we got a minute left of this. That's too yeah, bad there's not a left. picture of him. Oh, but we can look through the, uh, we can look through the history of the article, I believe. Um, how do we look at the history of the article? More view history. Let's find this picture of LeBron James playing the violin. Damn, it, it's unreadable. It's just, like, letters and writing. I don't know how to find... <sighs> Man, I feel kind of not great today. Now, I don't feel great right now. Oh. Is it how the podcast is going? Is it, no, it, no, it's else. not about the podcast. No, 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 I'm happy about the podcast. Um, Something in your personal life? I just think that, uh, I think I feel a little bit like not good about my body. I'm afraid that I'm like having a little fear of getting COVID and mm. I just don't feel like I look good. Mm. Hmm. That's all. I'm just having some some uh, some, wow. of the, some of that dysmorphia. Well, I should have said it earlier when it would have been meaningful. But when we first got on the call, I was like, "Today, Felipe really looks good." I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate that. You do look good, Felipe. Thank I mean, you. now you're so much behind the mic that we see yeah, all the hard to see of you. Your face. Yeah. And when whenever you lean to at least my left, <laughs> a towel briefly popped into view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's coming it's walking towards you like a murderer <laughs> yeah all right we're, feel, we're at, what's up what's up say it i was gonna say i feel a little sad i've been writing this trying to finish this screenplay that um more and more i was like oh i was based on something from my life and now it's just like exactly several episodes from my life and it's a sad memory and um it makes me sad to write it even though i it's what i want to work on so. i didn't know you were writing a screenplay I have been for a long time. I try not to talk about it because I think it's embarrassing to talk about something that you're uh, never I really finished. can't believe you've never <laughs> talked to me about it. Look, I think we should just talk about this when we're done because the my, the we've we've because we're done. We've cashed yeah. it. We've totally cashed it. Let me just uh, find the Full House um, the Full House Trap uh, remix. Do do I look good? Yes. Earlier when you asked if it looked good with your hair, like, back, yeah. it neither looked good nor bad, so I just said that it uh, looked good. Okay. Yeah, but now uh, I, yeah, okay. the way it's dry, it looks good. Don't hold, don't hold stuff like that back <laughs> from me, okay? <laughs> In the future, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't ever do that. Okay. As long as you let me stay associated with you, I'll do whatever you want, dude. Raisin Man Arena.